May we have your attention, please? Rail Safety and Standards Board, it's in our name. One of our core tasks at RSSB is to help our colleagues across the rail industry improve their safety performance, to reduce the risk involved in working or travelling on and around the railway. Part of what we do to support that is collect and analyse data. That helps us identify trends and prioritise the areas where resources should be directed to best effect. Each year, our experts and analysts produce a review of those trends. Over the last 20 years as an industry, we have achieved significant success in reducing risk on the railway. So, incremental change becomes increasingly hard to achieve. But there are areas in which significant improvements have been made. To talk through some of the headlines from the 2022-2023 Annual Health and Safety Report, I'm joined by Robert Sigrist, Lead Risk and Safety Intelligence Analyst at RSSB. Welcome, Robert. As you're new to the RSSB podcasts, could I first ask you to introduce yourself and tell our listeners how you came to your current position with the railway? Thank you, Ant. I studied physics at the University of Manchester, where I built up an expertise in analysing and working with data, and then worked for a few years in the nuclear safety industry before joining RSSB in 2019. In my role at RSSB, I combine the data analysis expertise from my degree with the safety expertise that I learned from my time in the nuclear industry. Thank you very much, Robert. For those who don't know, could you tell us briefly what the Risk and Safety Intelligence team does at RSSB? The Risk and Safety Intelligence team's main focus is safety data and the insights that we can gain from that data. In essence, our job is to support the effective and efficient health and safety management of the railway using a risk-based and evidence-led approach. Uh, So to do this, we work very closely with other teams across the company and also across the industry. And broadly, we undertake analysis of safety data to identify safety insights, use risk analysis and modelling to help our members answer risk-related questions, And we support our members in their own risk management, using our expertise to help them manage their own risks. Thank you very much. So most of our safety performance has reached very good levels, but we continue to strive for improvements. So can you tell us what significant changes your team has identified across 2022-23? So this year's annual health and safety report, or AHSR, highlights changes in public behaviour such as increases in trespass and work-related violence. It also highlights an increase in the number of signals passed at danger over the past couple of years and how we've been supporting industry to address this challenge. Asset integrity has also been a big focus of the past year, especially as extreme weather becomes more common as a result of climate change, leading to asset failures as that which led to the Carmel accident in 2020. And we've done a lot of work to support the industry in this area as well. Thank you, Robert. One of the first things you mentioned was public behaviour, mostly insofar as it affects their safety and that of those working on the railway. While passenger numbers are almost back to pre-pandemic levels, I know that a lot of commuter travel has been replaced with leisure travellers. They are generally less familiar with the railway environment and its hazards. 
So that has to have changed the risk profile, certainly in and around stations. There does seem to have been changes in the public's behaviour since the pandemic. And some of these seem to have stuck around even after lockdowns and, and social distancing have finished. So one of these areas is trespass. So trespass reported to us has remained uncomfortably above its pre-pandemic level for the past two years. And another area that we've been monitoring is incidents of people sitting on platform edges. Obviously, a very dangerous activity that has resulted in at least one serious injury this year and has increased in prevalence over the past couple of years. And we've been working to identify good practice to mitigate and stop these incidents from happening. Another important risk area is that of SPADs, signals passed to danger. In our second ever episode, we talked about SPADs, and it's still one of our most popular episodes. I know that there was a spike in SPADs around last July, which coincided with a period of hot weather. But what does your longer term analysis show? So in this year's HSR, we we do highlight SPADs and the number of SPADs. So while it's below its level of a few years ago, it has been on an upward trend for the last two years. And more widely, the number of SPADs has not materially improved over the last 10 years. We're still seeing roughly the same number of SPADs as 2012. The number of SPADs last year prompted us to undertake a deep dive into the causes particularly looking at the SPADs over the summer last year. And our analysis showed for the first time a correlation, albeit quite weak, with hot weather last summer and SPAD numbers. We've also published materials such as our SPAD toolbox, which increases SPAD awareness and helps train drivers easily find the information they need to reduce SPADs. Thank you very much, Robert. That hot weather that we've mentioned has also had an impact on rail infrastructure, particularly on buckling rails in heat. So let's look at asset integrity. What have you seen there? So asset integrity has been a real focus this year. And what we've seen is a reduction over the past 20 years in our precursor indicator model, which tracks train accident precursors such as asset failures. So that shows that we've made great progress in reducing that risk. But one of the major precursor risks is earthwork failures, as highlighted by the the Carmont train accident. Extreme weather, such as led to that accident, is expected to become more common as a consequence of climate change. So at RSSB, we have developed a whole system risk model to help the industry ensure that their response to extreme weather is proportionate and that the overall safety risk is minimised. That capability is now being built on to provide network rail with a decision support tool that can be used when considering the appropriate operational response for extreme weather events, such as high rainfall, but also other extreme weather events. Thank you very much, Robert, for taking the time to talk us through both the highlights of what you and your colleagues do in the risk and safety analysis team and what RSSB as a whole continues to do to support the industry to reduce that risk. For now, I'll leave you with these thoughts. While there are a number of current and future safety challenges identified in this year's annual health and safety report, rail is absolutely one of the safest modes of transport, as well as one of the most environmentally friendly. 
It's 14 times safer than travelling by car and 850 times safer than travelling by motorcycle. But as the industry goes through a period of change and transition, we need to remain vigilant. We know that historically periods of change have often preceded major accidents. So it's more important than ever to monitor for emerging risks through publications like the annual health and safety report. We can rightly be proud of how safe our railway is, but we mustn't be complacent. Remember, we all have a part to play in delivering a smarter, safer railway. (laughs) 